from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. This is Locked On Chiefs day one post-draft. We're going to go down. Who else is joining this team? We're going to give you our grades, take a look at what's going on with the draft picks, how they're going to fit in, and some of the strangeness that went on around them. A couple of coincidences that I think are really cool. We're going to get into that coming up real quick, but we want to tell you we're brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. It's been a marathon weekend. It's been like maybe, what, 24, 26 hours since the draft ended. Uh, And I'm still a little bit tired after everything that we did. But thank you all for checking out our bonus episodes as well as everything that you saw over on RGR Football. Uh, I'm Ryan Tracy, founder of Rogue Analytics and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you for listening and thank you for all the new iTunes reviews. We do appreciate those. Uh, and I just want to throw this out there. If you listen via Apple, you should still be getting your subscriptions. If you're having issues finding us on Apple, uh, look on Spotify, look on other places. Uh, Apple is having trouble updating right now. Uh, but it seems like our people that are subscribed are still getting their episodes. So just want to put that out there. Lots to talk about today, and you're right. It was a marathon weekend, uh, and I'm just looking at the UDFAs. We don't have them all yet. Uh, the Chiefs haven't released their list yet. They usually do that probably, I'd say, probably 7 or 8 o'clock uh, on Sunday after the draft. So I would imagine that later tonight that will come out. We'll talk about it a little later. But right now, Kansas City has signed BYU linebacker Zane Anderson. They've signed SMU QB Shane Buchelli, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Buchel, maybe? I don't know. Uh, he was talked about as an undersized playmaker in the Case Keenum mold. Uh, now, they obviously like Shane because they gave him $15,000 as a signing bonus plus $160,000 base salary guaranteed. So it sounds like he is probably going to be at least on the practice squad this year for Kansas City. Uh, Western Kentucky safety Devon Key is signing with Kansas City, uh, and they gave him sixty-five thousand guaranteed, fifty thousand of his base salary, and fifteen thousand signing bonus. Uh, and then uh, DiCaprio Boodle, uh, a DB from Nebraska. Nebraska. Yep, Marlon Character is also jo- joining Kansas City. Uh, and then the last one that I have right now is Malik Heron. Now, this yeah, and this one's an interesting one because you said DT. Matt had him listed as an edge. I'm not sure which one it is. Uh, but the interesting thing on him is it sounds like he could be a guy much like they've dealt with uh, Tim Harris and Tim, or sorry, uh, Darius Harris and Tim Ward in the past. He tore his ACL during the senior bowl, senior bowl practices. So he is going to be heading to the NFI list. But it sounds like he's a guy that they want, you know, in the future. Yeah, and I'd have to check his snap counts. I know that he can go inside outside from what I remember. Um, and just want to say the streak is alive of a UGA dog being on this roster for a new season. <laughs> and he, they gave him one hundred twenty-five thousand guaranteed, one hundred k of base salary, and a twenty-five thousand dollars signing bonus. So there you go. That's what we have right now as it sits. Uh, with the UDFAs for Kansas City. Obviously, there's going to be several more that are going to be out there. But, man, I still can't get over this draft class, to be honest. <laughs> there's a lot there. And here, here's the thing is, like, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, 
go hit. You can find it on my timeline, but it's probably buried now after all of the draft stuff. Go to Jeff Schwartz's timeline because he and Duke Manningweather did a great series with a bunch of the prospects. And it just so happens that as the draft fell, of like the four guys they sat down with, plus Penay Sewell, who wasn't there in person, I don't think. So of the five, the Chiefs actually got two of them. There's a breakdown of their careers, um, a good bit of detail on Trey Smith's uh, medical concerns, et cetera, which is, I, I think, clearly the reason that they got him. Mike Borgonzi said as much uh, in the Chiefs presser. Um, but you can get a lot of background and kind of a feel for those guys as well. I will also want to plug Brandon Thorne's Substack, where he had a great film session with Creed Humphrey, and I think you guys are going to like that as well. Yeah, and really quick on Trey Smith, uh, go check out the Chiefs website. They have a video of him talking before the draft with Tom Pellis. Well, no, it's not Tom Pellis, sorry. Uh, sorry, it's Andrew Siciliano, I believe. And they're talking about uh, the Senior Bowl, and this was recorded, I think, January 29th of 2021. And Trey Smith got complimented by Orlando Brown. At the time, Ravens Orlando Brown complimented draft pick, potential draft pick anyway, Trey Smith on his pass protection set that he had at the Senior Bowl that was shown on TV, and now they're teammates. Yeah. There's a lot of kismet going on here. Obviously, Creed and Orlando played together. I think it was one year. Um, Creed's freshman year, so good for them. Like <laughs> We're going to get into some of these overlaps here, uh, and, and we'll get into how it all fits here on the backside of this coming up next. Hey, Cheese fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T. Text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients, to help you get back in shape, text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Eugenics Total T is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenics. There's a reason Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I mean, to cut you off where we chuckle all day, right? Like, there's so much. <laughs> there is so much. I just have to throw this out because I saw last night after the draft, Creed Humphrey tweeted out and said, okay, so I'll take care of this for Trey and I. Can Kansas City please tell us where to go get barbecue? And he said something about being an offensive lineman. I just chuckled. I was like, oh, he's going to fit right in. Yeah, you know, and I can't believe that uh, that wasn't one of the first things that somebody said, hey, come into town, we'll take you to barbecue. So I'm sure the organization is on top of that as well. I'm sure they are. I think as we, they are. And it's funny how there was some talk pre-draft that their 
their draft positions could have been flipped at one point if it wasn't for the medical on Trey Smith. Like he was regarded somewhere in that second to third round range, same as Creed Humphrey. And I think the way that it worked out when we take a bigger step back and I know there are concerns here and there about certain aspects of everybody's game. You also have to remember that it doesn't matter whether we're talking about Creed Humphrey or we're talking about Nick Bolton or, or Cornell Powell for that matter. They're all rookies. It's great to, to scout what they did. We had to do that to get them onto a roster. Now that they're here, there's that old saying, and nothing goes more into it than today, right now. It doesn't matter how you got here. It's that you got here. What do you do with it now? And so for those of you that are concerned that um, I see a lot of complaints that they didn't go get an impact wide receiver in, on day two rather than waiting till later in the draft, like they all have aspects that fit what the Chiefs want and what they scout for, and now it's up to them to continue to develop and take that step forward to be guys that put in the reps and actually make an impact on the field. Yeah, and honestly, I said this yesterday, and I want to emphasize it again today because of what you're saying. I understand people wanted a a day two wide receiver. I get it. But you can't convince me that Creed Humphrey was the wrong pick. I'm sorry. I I give that pick an A-plus all day long. They absolutely need a stud center, and they have him. And you've now invested so much in your offensive line that you have guys that were starters for you in the Super Bowl that are going to be just competing to even make the roster. That is phenomenal turnaround in a year. And we're not talking like just turnaround of number of players. We're talking about high-quality players as well. I mean, if, if it falls the way that I think it might, not only are you going to have five brand-new starters on this offensive line for Patrick Mahomes, you might have three new death pieces. There, there could be eight of the, you know, 17 guys that they bring to this 53 man roster that are new. And I think that's great. And I'm glad that you started with a grade for Creed Humphrey. I agree with you. I would, I would knock it down a little bit, not a plus only because of the anchor concerns, but I would call it an A minus here. He was one of the top two centers for me. I think they were nearly interchangeable. Um, and I think you made the bet with that particular selection on experience at a big-time college level. Now, Quinn Miners, you can make the argument for, and a lot of people have, but I think this is such a fit that I'm very comfortable with him working into this group. And I think that he has, as we discussed last night, probably a pretty good chance to be the starter week one. Yeah, I think he does too. And it's really interesting when you say Quinn Miners because it's he went to Denver and they announced him as a guard. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what that happens with on their offensive line because they've got struggles on their offensive line. Is Dalton Reisner going to lose his position? I'm or guessing they're going to spread the two other guard. Yeah, that's that's my guess. Um, but, I mean, still, you're sitting there going, okay, well, wait a second. <laughs> but, no, I get it. I mean, I think that it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I knew you did not like Miners going to the, the Broncos, because now you'll see him twice a year. But uh, it's still going to be fun to to at least be in a situation, and I said this last night, have an offensive line that I don't think that they've had since Trent Green was here with that fantastic line of Rofe, Winners, Wegman, and Shields. Man, I'm not not saying they're the same. (laughs) I'm not not saying they're the same. I'm just saying they haven't had a line anywhere close to that line until right now, in my opinion. They've had good players in certain positions, but right now I feel like they could easily have a very good offensive line this season. Yeah, they could be top five easily, like we talked about last night. Now, well, let's do the other day two pick in Nick Bolton. Um, 
I'm going to have a lot of breakdowns on this, not only here, but on RGR as well, because th- there's a lot that goes into this position. This is, I'm a little surprised that they went first, but I think it is be, uh, how high they had the player rated. Um, I wouldn't have said, I mean, between the two of them, they're five picks apart. Positional value probably allowed you to feel comfortable about getting Creed later. I think a lot of people were surprised that the linebacker was as big an issue as the Chiefs made it to be. I well, think, and, and for them to pick five picks apart, neither of us thought that was going to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, clearly, Brett Veach is not trying to mislead people in the pressers. Like he said, he's happy with that that zone right there in the late second, and they stayed put. I know they fielded some offers, but clearly they, they weren't good enough to move out of there. So I think that's probably likelihood of, hey, would either of these be, guys be available um, at 70? And maybe that's why they, it just wasn't feasible. You saw what happened uh, to the Eagles. When they traded down three spots and lost out on their D tackle, that's significant. It doesn't take many to lose your guy. And so at the end of the day, uh, I think it comes down to Nick Bolton being a middle linebacker specific option. I know they said Will as well, and I think that's where he plays here. I think he can come in, and I won't guarantee that he starts, but I think he and Ben Neiman are going to be in a competition, and I think Willie and Hitch are going to be the other two guys that are in the base defense, and maybe it allows them to play more base. I hope so. I'm, I'm going to give this one uh, a B, maybe a B minus if I had to stretch only because of the athleticism scores, but I think the instincts make up for it, and I'm, I'm glad that they got their guy in middle linebacker Nick Bolton. Yeah, and honestly, I can see why you're going B, and I'll probably go B as well. I am very happy that they f- are trying to attack this position because it's definitely a position of need for them, and they need to figure it out. Uh, they cannot go into this next season or, you know, going forward and have the same linebacker core that they had last year. They just can't. You cannot allow teams to be able to keep Mahomes off the field because they're running the ball down your throat. And I think that Bolton being on this team is going to help that. So I still like the pick. Uh, I don't know that I... I wasn't expecting them to go that direction at 58. I thought mm-hmm. linebacker was going to be something that they would go after, but I didn't expect them to go there at 58. I expected, I honestly, I would have expected Creed to be the guy that was picked at 58 and then maybe Bolton after that. But right. either way, it works for me. Yeah, I think positional value is what came in there. And hey, it is what it is. At least they got their guys done. They got four more guys that are going to compete, and I think in very interesting ways. We're going to get to them coming up next. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And we recognize it's been hard to keep up with the brackets and all the new flavors, but let's remember, when it all comes said and done, there are a couple things that really stand out, like cookies and cream, with 17 grams of protein at 130 calories, or almond coconut, which is one of my favorites still. And you can get a serious discount over at BuiltBar.com by using the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 50% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So I think we'll just go in order unless you have somebody you want to talk about off the top. I don't, but I want to mention something else. You talked about the value of positions and whatnot. Arif Hassan, if you have not followed him on Twitter, you need to. Uh, He is fantastic. And he tweeted out an article about the different picks that Kansas City had. 
well, actually about all the teams and how they, how it ended up versus the big board, the consensus big board of all these different draft analysts throughout, you know, all of whoever covers the draft and, and whoever's on their list. But basically Kansas city came in number two. Yeah. Uh, based on their value that they got out of their draft picks, uh, their return on investment was almost what? 170%. Mm-hmm. It's really impressive. And if you guys haven't read Arif Hassan, he's over at the athletic and he's done this for a while. Um, he had my big board in the consensus last year. I was really late this year, so I'm sure it wasn't included. But <laughs> what he does is is measure of the projections what you actually got in return. And it's really interesting to look at it through that lens because it takes into account all the variations, not only of, of the writers that are doing these mocks, but of the teams that they cover and how you can see one team you know, process a player and rank them in the teens while another one has them in the, the 30s. You never know. So I think when you take a step back and look at this overall, it tells you that the Chiefs did a very good job, not just in their opinion, but across the league as well. Yeah, and I and think, I, sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say, and I think leading off with with Kendo, I think he's a guy that fits their their prototype in terms of length, and I think they really narrowed in on what specifically they want in their ta- in their defensive ends. In that he's got great length. He's explosive and he doesn't have to be like the bendy, like change of direction, short area quickness guy that a lot of teams put the precedence on. Yeah. And I'm hoping that because of his size, he is also going to be a little bit more strong against the run. I guess it's probably not the right phraseology for that, but if he can set his edge, that's going to be very important in the run game as well. Uh, that is obviously you want your DN to be getting after the passer. That's obviously what you have him there for. But don't forget, that's one of the reasons that Frank Clark is in Kansas City because people just don't run at him. They run the other direction. It's going to be very big for Kansas City to have somebody on that side that can stop it. The only thing I was going to say, and I think it's funny because Arif Hassan also showed the 2017 draft. Uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes was consensus 30 overall. Just want yeah. to throw that out there. Right. Um, and now multiple MVPs and yeah, and yeah. everything that has ensued. So uh, there is some that variability built into that, right? About how people estimate free draft as well. Yep. I just wanted to throw it out. I thought I, I find that article fascinating because they talk about the amount of draft capital that you have, and that is how they make it even for looking at all 32 teams. So it's an interesting process. Now they come back. And I, I think a lot of people were caught off guard by the Noah Gray selection. Were you? I was caught off guard because of the player, not because of the position. Okay. I guess that's fair. And so I guess we should back up. I give Kendo a, a B as well, because I think of, of the positional fit being developmental guy and getting him in the fourth. I think that was a, a nice value there. Yeah. And I can go along with a B. I, one of those things that I said before the draft started Somebody asked me what positions I saw Kansas City going after. DE, I did not list, and it's because of the fact that if you don't draft one in the first two or three rounds, more than likely you're getting a guy that's going to be a developmental guy. So then it's a question of do you have the space for a developmental guy, and is it worth that or somebody that could possibly start at another position of need or contribute more at another position of need that's not going to be a rotational player? And I'm not saying Kando can't be – more than a rotational player, but that's what he's going to be right now. Yeah, and that's fair. 
You know, it's funny, both he and Noah Gray came in at number eight in the athletic matrix. So like they have traits that work for them. And I think when you take a look at Gray, it's, it's the things that Travis, you don't necessarily want to pull Travis out to do. I know that they run the, uh, you know, him with all, back off the line of scrimmage, the H stuff where he takes the inside little pitches and things like that. I, I think that's fine because it's a good play design and it sets up the defense in a way that you're not expecting. But it also takes away from the fact that Travis Kelsey is a much bigger threat down the field. Now I think you have a guy that has the short area quickness in particular. He came out number two in the draft class at his position in change of direction. Um, I think he can do that inside work. I think he can do the H work. He's even lined up as a fullback as well. And he and Michael Burton together, I think, are going to be a nice one-two punch there as pass-catching <laughs> guys that line up behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> and Ryan's in heaven. Hey, if they can run that 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 tri formation out of the backfield, I'm 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 all for it. The tri formation with seven offensive linemen. Yes. Yeah. You could direct snap even. I'm just saying. Oh, so now you're gonna take Mahomes off the field. I just want everybody to realize Ryan just said take Mahomes off the field. So if you're anyway, up, the man has a surgically repaired toe. I mean, take it easy on him. Let's go. <laughs> uh. No, I, I did like the Noah Gray pick. Uh, I will probably give it a B minus, uh, mainly because it's a position that I think that they needed. And to me, they're going more of a, uh, situational type player as opposed to somebody that can step in and, and do more of what Travis can do. Although Gray can do a lot of it, uh, he's going to need to put on some weight and he's going to have to get a little bit bulky, bulkier to be able to, uh, play tight end for a long time in this league. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with a straight B because he's John Love at 3.0, and I'm down with that. Um, so imagine that again. It, it's it's specific. It's a smaller need, but it's a specific need, and he fills it quite quite readily. And I am just excited that what I've been looking for this offense to shift to, it looks like they're getting prepared to do. So watch for some really interesting plays. So they're there, and then like, hey. We've gone through five plus rounds at this point, and this guy's still on the board. Like, how is this happening? And then you get back to Trey Smith and you get to the point where, wow, we have him graded multiple levels ahead. I mean, a day ahead. And everyone seems to be scared of him. We, we mitigate his risk medically because of his grade and we feel that we can management. Let's just go take him. And it turns out this is a guy especially in short yardage situations that can play early without having to be a starter. And you can eventually easily see him growing into a starting level player. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that he could be the chief's starting right guard of the future. Uh, obviously we're going to skip Cornell Powell. We'll come back to him in a couple of minutes, but sorry, I was excited about Trey. <laughs> yes, I know you were. No, it's fine. Uh, you're excited about your offensive lineman and running with seven in the, on the field. I get it. Uh, though I will say this. One of the things that Kansas City's tried to do at different times is short yardage stuff and going to a sixth lineman on the field, and it's never worked out well for them. I don't think yet. that's going to be a problem anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, yet. I get, I get the Trey Smith selection an A-plus easily. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that it's a phenomenal pick. And honestly, I was watching another vi video uh, from the Chiefs earlier about Trey Smith, and they're talking about the player and who he is off the field then it sounds like he's even better off the field than he is on the field. Uh, so phenomenal guy from what I've been able to find, and I really love the pick. And if he can step in and be a right guard for them, 
even if it's not in 2021, if he can be that guy in 2022, they're set on their offensive line for years. Yeah, I mean, this is this is doing what they've done this whole offseason, and probably in the next week or so, we're just going to have to grade the whole offseason as a, as a whole from a much higher level. But when you look at it, they've done the pipeline thing for the offensive line in one season that they, they tried to do for the wide receivers in a couple of successive years that Andy Reid does for his coaching staff. Like, this is setting up the future level by level by level and getting value in the later rounds allow guys to grow into the roles, not have to jump into the roles. And I think that's exactly what they need. Now, Cornell Powell is a different situation because I think he comes in and I think he can compete immediately. I won't say that he's a week one starter, but I think he should get snaps week one pretty easily. Well, that'll be interesting to watch because right now, if you're just looking at the roster and the receivers they have on it, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they go find another veteran if somebody gets mm-hmm. released because of the draft because the wide receiver class was so deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could push him down to the sixth wide receiver. But right now, I would think that he's got to be the fifth wide receiver on the team. Um, I would think that he leapfrogs pretty much everybody else. Now, we'll see whether or not he can continue to do that. Uh, but he's going to make his chops on special teams, and that's exactly where he's going to be needed at least early in the season. And when it comes to that, let's take a quick comparison athletically. He's not Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle is in the Legion of Zoom because he's sub 4-4. This is not Cornell Powell's role. He's faster than Demarcus Robinson. He's faster than Marcus Kemp. He's noticeably faster than Garrick Dieter. If, If those are the guys that you're talking about having to play teams, he's right in the mix, if not at the front of it at this point. He's got some great attributes about him. He's a little quicker in the change of direction than uh, Robinson, who's actually pretty quick. I'm sorry, that was than Dieter and Kemp. Robinson is still a little bit ahead of him. But he's just as explosive, and I think that goes for the the stereotype of being that X that isn't Sammy, because Sammy was, again, that much faster, that much of a deep threat. Sammy was a freak. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, in terms of the other options they have on this team, I think it comes down to him and Byron Pringle really pushing for that starting X spot. DeMarcus, I think, is going to play his thing. But quite frankly, I almost like DeMarcus like uh, trading off reps with McColl in the slot, to tell you the truth. Yeah, and I could see that happening. I'm not saying that Colin Powell, or Cornell Powell, sorry, Cornell Powell Different will guy. not get reps. Yeah, completely. Will not get reps on the offense. I'm just saying I don't expect it to be near as much as his role will be on special teams. And he's going to be active for his special teams role. And I could see him being a core special teams player. Mm-hmm. And, and so. that alone gets, gets you, you know, a C plus in my book. I don't know how it's going to work out. I think it, this might again be something that brings out the best in the competition of Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson. Let's see. I just if want to throw guys. this out there though. Kansas City, the last time they drafted a fifth round wide receiver, how'd that turn out for them? Eh, well, you know, it's like he's an all pro or something. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be an all pro. Just want to throw it out there. Right. Although I got to say, like from from the uh, from the neck to like mid arm, they do look remarkably similar in terms of like deltoid and, and <laughs> development. I kind of like that. that. There's some armor to go in and take some contact and keep on ripping. So uh, I'm excited for them. We want to know what you guys think and what your grades are for this draft. Is it locked on Chiefs? And even go into the iTunes reviews and give us a grade letter on every single one of these selections. I'd like to see them. So that's always a fun way for us to get feedback and continue taking the show in the direction that you want to go. We have some cool stuff in the works. We're going to go down all these draft picks all week long. 
I'll bring you some thoughts on film. We'll get into what the cap things that are of the future as well as what these positional groups are going to look like. Thanks for spending your time with us today. We appreciate it. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.